How does the energy of an angry, toxic person affect your positive thoughts and feelings? We'll find out in another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Really excited about this episode today. We are exploring the world of environmental energy clearing and feng shui. Well, of course, your home and your environment can definitely affect you. Find out why and how share can help you clear your space so all the positive energy can keep a-flowing. Listen in while Sharon shares stories of clearings she has done in the past and the results months later. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. I'm glad you're here and I'm glad to be here. Today, I want to talk to you about feng shui. What does it mean? environmental space clearing and how are the two connected and how does it make a difference in your business or your home and I'll give you some stories I'll share with you some stories that about things that I've had experiences with that I've done that have made a really big difference to different clients that I've had where I've cleared their homes or cleared their businesses but first let me give you the definition of feng shui it's a really ancient art and science it's about 3,000 years old and it was developed in China And the literal translation of feng shui means wind and water. So feng means wind and shui means water. And so in the Chinese culture, wind and water are both associated with good health. So you want your home to be in good health. By the way, before I go any further, remember to stick around because I'm going to draw a card off the affirmations deck at the end of this little podcast. Okay, so stick around. What exactly is feng shui? And it's a belief that the Chinese believe that the way your house is built or the way that you arrange objects will affect your success, your health, your wealth, your family, your relationships, and all of that. And it's really a practice of arranging the pieces in a living space in order to create balance with the natural world. So the Asian sciences, the Asian culture has what they call Sha, which is toxic energy, and then Qi, which is positive energy. Okay. Because energy is just energy and we transition it ourselves as humans. So what I want to do, so those are the meanings of feng shui. So it's wind and water and being able to have a a clean, clear home. One of the things that I ran into when I started doing feng shui, and I started doing it because I was trying to understand why I was so sensitive to environments. And I can remember back when I was very, very young, going into different environments, and I just didn't like to be there. I was, it would scare me, or I was just feeling very unsafe, or I was uncomfortable. And I would leave that environment right away. And a lot of times it was people's homes, certain people's homes that I didn't like to go into. Then there was other places I would go into, and I just wanted to stay there forever. Um, I remember that my father had a sister, and we used to visit every once in a while in Alberta here. She lived here in Alberta. And I remember visiting them and I loved walking into her house. It always smelled good and always felt good. And she was always so happy. And I just loved it there. I thought it was so great. I wanted to live there. (laughs) I thought it was just, I really, really liked it. But, um, and then as I started to get older, I started to realize how sensitive I was to different environments and decided to explore why that is. What does that mean? Because I'm not alone. There's lots of you out there that actually have a problem with different environments as well. And when you have to work in or live in 
and a, um, a, an environment that's not balanced, it can be really uncomfortable and make you really unhappy. And an uncomfortable environment makes people uncomfortable, then they get cranky. Now you got a cycle going on and it just goes from bad to worse. So feng shui is the practice of keeping the energy in the environment clean and clear. And my practice, I call it in environmental space clearing or environmental energy clearing. Um, that is, I, I changed it from feng shui because what we also do is I place different remedies. When I go into environments, I'll do the clearing, but I'll also place remedies to help counter anything that might be off in that particular environment. In feng shui, there are two different methods of working with feng shui. And one is working with the kapow. The other is working with the bagua. Now, if you've got pen and paper handy, B-A-G-U-A, -A, you really want to remember that one. The kapow is, it, in China, it takes, it takes years and years and years for someone to become a feng shui master years of training and practice and training and practice. We in North America haven't got those kinds of years of practice. Plus, we also didn't build any of our structures according to the rules and principles of feng shui. So we don't have like the crouching tiger or the, the turtle or the different structures that we want to have outside our, our homes and businesses to keep us safe and bring good energy. So what we've had to do is we've had to adopt and adapt to apply the energy treatments to our homes. And that is what we do with the bagua. Now the bagua is a nine template piece that, and I'm not gonna go really into it a lot here because I wanna share some stories with you on how this has made a difference to some people. But the bagua has nine sectors. It has the health and wealth sector, fame and reputation sector. It has your love and intimacy sector. It has creativity and children. It has health. It has family and foundation. It has self-actualization, career, and then helpful people and travel. Those are the nine sectors. And those nine sectors all interact with one another, but each one of them has more, there's certain colors that go really well with certain sectors, and there's certain ways to enhance various sectors in your property. And if you walk into any of my properties where I tend to work, hang out, or live, you'll notice the balance. You'll notice it feels very zen, just simply because I'm constantly clearing the energy, but I'm also, my home is designed to accommodate the feng shui the wind and water for harmony. Let me share with you some of the stories. Oh, well, first of all, let me <laughs> share with you. I remember um, walking uh, into, down in Victoria, there's, um, there's a lot of different energies there. That's a very old, Victoria, BC, I'm talking about. It's a very old area of Canada and it was established many years ago. And um, there are a lot of old structures still there, a lot of homes that were lived in by famous artists or, or writers. And I remember going into one of those homes and literally turning around and walking right back out. I couldn't go in. I just couldn't go in. And I, I just, I couldn't go in. And it was just something just, I just turned around and just, I couldn't, I just, the energy was just that toxic for me. I just felt like it was not a place for me to be. And then uh, several years later, I was shopping with a girlfriend and there was a store here in town. There's a location of a store here in my city that has had, oh gosh, as far as I know, off the top of my head, probably eight different businesses take place in it and they keep shutting down, moving out, whatever. 
But we walked into this place of business and it was, I again, same thing. I walked in, we're talking away. We walked in, she was ahead of me. And I, I instantly turned around and walked back out. I knew I just could not go into that store. And I'm standing outside and I'm kind of befuddled because I didn't really, I didn't realize I was still that sensitive. I thought, you know, it's something you get over. You're just a kid when you're young, right? Well, my girlfriend comes out the door and she goes, what happened to you? How come you didn't come in? And I said, I can't, I can't go in that store. Now that store was only there uh, for a short time and they built a new location for that company and they moved to the new location. And I love that shop. Now I go there all the time. I'm always shopping in their store, but when they, and then, so I kept an eye on that location and uh, there were within uh, about the next two years, there was four different businesses that went in and then out. One of them went under and closed the doors. Another one went in and out. Another one, oh, I don't even remember, but there was also these temporary stores that would go in and then they'd stay a while and then they'd leave. And so that location, that location, there was something there that was not supporting the development of a business process. And so I think it's really important for business people to understand that sometimes the location they're in, uh, it's going to make a difference to their outcome and income. <laughs> income and outcome, how's that, eh? So I want to talk to you about a business that uh, in Calgary, I went down and I did a clearing for a company and they increased their business by 300% within the first six months after we did the clearing and the cleansing and, and did the, some of the um, remedies, applied some of the remedies. And they were so thrilled. But what happened is they ended up having to move into a large location. And I mean, they weren't brokenhearted by it a long shot, but they asked me to come out and clear this time. They wanted the space they were moving into. Once they had secured it, they wanted it cleared. So I said, sure, I'll come down. So I came down and I went down and I got into the property. And when I'm in there, I use my hands and myself as kind of a kind of an energy reading to read the energy of the location. I use things like sea salt. I use tincture bells. I use candles. I use incense. I use a lot of different remedies. The infinity symbol, I use that all the time. And then I use my own body to read the energy and clear it and clean it. And energy has a habit, if it's toxic, of sticking sort of like dust will in the corners of your properties. You know how you can go to dust a place that hasn't seen a lot of activity in a while and there'll be a spider web there. And, it, and that, on that spider web, you'll see dust that gathered there. Well, that's the way energy does too. And, and so in this property, there was lots of energy stuck all over the place. And when I got done doing the cleansing and the clearing, I sat down with the new owner of the location and we talked and I told him what I was picking up. And I had picked up that there'd been a lot of theft in this business. I didn't know anything about the prior business. I knew nothing about it, but I said, there's been a lot of theft in this business, the one that was there prior um, and stuff was going out the back door. And I said, and the, there was two partners. Uh, they sat in these offices and one of them, he sweated a lot and he smoked cigars. And the other one was just always anxious and always stressed. And one of them seemed overweight, and not very healthy. And it was comical. He sat and he listened to me and then he started laughing and he said, you know, the company that was here before we decided to take over went bankrupt <laughs> and theft, of course, probably probably, I mean, I can't prove any of that, but it probably had a connection to that. So they were really happy to have that space cleared. 
they moved into that space. They started utilizing it. And then it was about a year and a half later that they ended up relocating again and into a new location because they just kept growing. And they are a company that's extremely successful and doing very, very well. So that's part of a, a business session that I did. But I've done lots and lots of private homes, um, different locations. I've done farms, I've done outbuildings, I've done ranches, because there's a lot of old buildings in Alberta, and even some of the ones that aren't so old. There's some of the pre-builds, like it's when you move into a property that has energy, it's going to have energy in it, it's just going to, and it's going to have stuck energy, it's going to have toxic energy that could have been left behind by the prior occupants. That means if somebody was sick, that energy is still in the room or in the home. If somebody died, that energy is still in the room or in the home. It doesn't mean there's ghosts, don't get me wrong, doesn't mean that, Uh uh-uh. I mean, there could be, I don't know, sometimes there might be. In one case, we did run into that, but that's another story for another day. If you want to hear that, send me a text and let me know, or send me an email, let me know. (laughs) But so when people have different experiences and a divorce is another thing that can really, really ramp up the energy in a home and create a lot of discord. Because after divorce, a lot of times people sell their properties. And when they do, they don't get them cleared, the new person moves in and then they end up, they could be having a great relationship until they move into that home. And all of a sudden they're in the middle of a divorce. (laughs) It's like, and so we call those divorce houses because it will perpetuate. And every time that happens, the energy gets stronger and stronger in that house. So that has to be cleared. And, and I really recommend anybody moving into a new location, anytime, anywhere, ever, clear it, get it cleansed, find a practitioner that will come out and clear it for you. There's been so many locations that I've done. There was one particular place that I went into many years ago, many, many years ago now. And it was a woman who, and this is about a divorce, but she kept the property. She didn't, her husband ended up moving out um, and they had two children, a boy and a girl. Uh, the boy was the older, the girl was the younger. And there was a lot of emotional unrest in the home. Now, a divorce leaves emotional unrest anyways. Kids are always going to be a little unbalanced. Mom's going to have a bad day every once in a while. But the problem here was dad wouldn't go away. He, he wasn't living there anymore, but he was constantly at the door. He was always bugging them. He was really making life a little bit hard for them. And the uh, lady asked me to come and clear the space for them. So I said, sure. So I got there and we talked and she walked me through the property. And as I started clearing, I started picking up impressions and I get impressions a lot in, in spaces once I open that up. The bedroom where the little girl was, was uh, all I could feel was tears. All I could see and know about was tears. I just felt tears. And it was clear that she was crying herself to sleep a lot. She was crying a lot. And what came through very strongly was this little girl was a princess. She really believed she was a princess. She was royal. She was probably about five or six years old. She was royalty and she knew she was royalty. So I told her mom, I said, if you can build her a canopy bed, like even do it with blankets and scarves or in some way, create a canopy bed so that it feels more regal and more royal for her, she'll be really super happy. And I cleansed the room and cleared the tears and cleared all the sadness out. Now, the kids didn't know that I was there. They were in school when I was doing this. So then I went to the son's room and he was older. He was early teens and he was angry. He was so angry and you could see it all over the room. It was everywhere in the room, but he had these really strong, deep colors on his walls. And so I I cleared the space and I told his mom, I said, get him to help you pick out new colors 
of paint for the room and repaint this room in lighter tones. He is really having a tough time. And these, these dark colors are just oppressive for him. And so she said, okay. And so meanwhile, she's running around with a notepad and paper because I got all these instructions for her. When I was walking down the stairs from the upstairs level, I said, who fell down the stairs? They really hurt their back. And she said, that was her son. And he had really hurt his back and was just still just trying to get over it. And then we cleared the kitchen and the living room and all the rest of the spaces and her bedroom, et cetera. And we relocated a couple of plants, applied some remedies, some feng shui remedies. I left salt in a couple of rooms to help absorb any residual toxicity that was left. And then I left, I was done. Well, when the kids came home from school, they walked in the door and they walked in together and they both looked at her and they said, mom, what you do? Did you, did you clean the house up? <laughs> and she said she just stood there with her mouth open and started laughing because she didn't know they would notice. And she never did tell them what I had done or what she had chosen to do. She never told them that I had been there, but she did do the bed for her daughter and her and her son repainted that room. And a couple of months later, I got an email from her and it was the best email ever. She said, my kids and I just got back from a holiday and I can't remember if it was Hawaii or Mexico, but somewhere. And we had just the best time. The divorce is finalized. He's agreed to make the payments that he was supposed to make. He's not showing up anymore. He's not trying to stress anybody out anymore. The kids have totally rebounded. She said, my daughter loves her new bed. She absolutely loves it. She just loves it so much. And her son picked out a lighter, almost a shade of green for his room. And it was just really, really nice. So they bought him new bedding. And she said, she's just, everything is so good. And she was so appreciating that doing the changes we did made such a difference to her family. So that's a good example of, of having a divorce, but because you got to remember that during the, the time before he left the home, you can bet there was a lot of discord and mom and dad weren't getting along. So there's probably a lot of fights and a lot of arguments and those stick, strong energy sticks to an environment. One of the other things that I, I got a call one day from another lady, it was actually quite funny. She had a little girl, her and her husband, but they really wanted to have a second child and time was passing and their little one was three. They thought they would get pregnant a lot sooner than, than then at that point. And they were really kind of getting antsy because they said, we really want to have a baby, but we don't want it to be, you know, ages between the kids. So I said, okay. So I came over and I, I walked through the house with her and I started doing the clearing and then the child in creativity sector on the downstairs level, she had all these empty jars. They were canning jars, but there was no lids on them. They were open and they were empty. Empty containers creates an empty womb. In her case, that's what was happening. So I brought her down and I showed them to her. I said, look, why don't you guys go buy yourselves? Because she had lots of them. I said, go buy yourselves a roll of pennies or a couple of rolls of pennies and put a penny in each one of those jars. And when you do that, when you put that penny in, you're filling that jar with the abundance that you're looking for and the joy of a new baby. A new baby will come. But you hold that intention when you put those pennies in those jars. Okay, she was pretty excited. And her husband actually went and got pennies right away. <laughs> Anyways, I finished doing the clearing and I left. And it was a very short time later that I got an email from her saying, we're expecting a new baby. Thank you so much. And that's another tip for those of you that have all kinds of empty containers stored in various places. Or like in my home, if you come into my home, you'll notice there's coins in empty vases because I collect vases. I've got them all over the place. And they're empty. I mean, unless somebody brings me flowers, hint, hint. <laughs> but anyways, so I put coins in them. I put empty, empty pennies. There's pennies and some dimes and nickels, loonies, toonies, whatever I happen to have handy. 
And so that's a good tip for you. But it worked for them. They, with intention, they put pennies in the, in the locations that I suggested and, and they ended up having another child. So they were really happy. Um, there's, oh, there's so many stories I could share with you. When you get into an environment where there's a lot of antiques, that's a really interesting world. And I've done that. Um, and I did clear a home that did have antiques in it and almost missed, I, this is a place where I almost missed a drop the ball because there, I had done the whole place. I'd cleared the antiques. I'd cleared everything, picked up a lot of information off of those pieces, but I had almost dropped the ball because I cleared the, the back bedroom and now they had a dog that wouldn't stop barking, was always barking, wouldn't sleep. And he was having trouble sleeping, the man that lived there, because he could see energies moving around and old in various places of his house, et cetera. And I said, no, it looks like you're clear. It looks like we've done what we need to do. And, and then his lady friend said, what about these two nightstands? I said, yeah, I guess I should clear those too, eh? And it was really, literally, I'd cleared every other piece of furniture in the whole house. And I started clearing the nightstands and oh my God, I got the worst headache. And I stopped and I just focused and there was a little girl and she was connected to one of the nightstands. They had moved, traveled across the ocean. Their furniture came with them to relocate in North America from Europe. And her and her brother, once they got relocated, were playing and she fell and smashed the back of her head against the edge of the nightstand and she ended up dying from the injury. Now, whether that's because of the timeliness of it all, and there was no doctor available, whether she, I don't know all the details. I just know that she passed away and she was very connected to this nightstand because it was hers. And it's not that she was owning it, but that she recognized it. And she hadn't realized that she had passed on. So we helped her move on. The two of them and myself, we helped her move on into the light, cleared the furniture and off we went. The dog stopped barking. He started getting really good night's sleep and his girlfriend said, okay, now I can move in. And she was happy. <laughs> it just gives you some examples of what feng shui is and what the basic principles is, is that rearranging of furniture or maybe adding some certain colors to a particular room or getting somebody in that can clear your spaces so that they can help you not have a toxic environment. Okay, so I mentioned at the beginning of this that I'm going to, by the way, I do space clearings and you may have noticed. If you are looking for someone, give me a shout. You can email me, Sharon at SharonRose.com. There's more information about the work I do too at SharonRose.com. If you want to go there, remember Sharon with a Y. The card I picked is a universal card and this is the affirmation for today. My life is a constant stream of miracles. Isn't that fantastic? Remember, affirmations are first-person present tense statements that you can repeat over and over and over to bring that in to become your reality. So my life is a constant stream of miracles. Write that down. Put it up on your bathroom mirror. And every morning when you brush your teeth, look at it and just know. And let me tell you what you'll start drawing miracles to you. Thank you very much for hanging out with me. I appreciate that you were here. I love it when you show up. And don't forget to like, share, comment if you want. Uh, subscribe if you can. Please be sure to share this with your friends and your family and let people know. The more people we have on board, the better. And the more people are able to get this information. Thanks again. And until next time, I'll see you again. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time. 